This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Welcome. I mean, it took me by surprise as well. Probably shouldn't have done. Probably shouldn't have done. I know exactly right. what time the show starts. No, we're just talking um, off air about Manchester United PSG this evening. But this is the Crystal Palace fan show. Uh, we have producer Dom this evening. Paddy has been given the night off. Uh, Aaron Paul, big United fan. They're, they're, they're there. Yeah, they're yeah. at Old Trafford. I mean, I hope they lose. <laughs> I, well, I think they'll win. I do. Yeah. We we all hope they lose, but yeah, they, yeah, they probably will. But um, Londoners making that trip up to the there's a, there's a joke there, isn't there? There is. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I did call them plastic manks, mm. amongst other things. Yeah, and I be, be to be fair, I got some grief back. So um, I mean, why? Why? What? I mean, I think let's be fair. Aaron is a is a United fan. He is, he yeah. is a proper United fan, and you know, over the years in this job, it's hard. It's hard going to watch football. It is. You know, I'm a Leicester City fan. I've I've been to le- watch less this year, maybe three, four times. Yeah. Not because I don't care, and it's important because I physically cannot get there. So I've got some fair Aaron, but Paddy's not a United fan, is he? Not really. He's no. a fake one. He is. You know, he's um, just jumped on a bandwagon. <laughs> to be fair, where he's from, they only have professional egg and spoon racing, so <laughs> you, you can't go watch that now. Not in this country. <laughs> no, you can't. So that's why Paddy isn't here, which is nice because I was just saying as well, he's not going to tell us off and, and shower us during the break, so we've yeah. not put our headphones on. But then he's kind of got a point because the very first part of the show, um, we weren't ready because I didn't have my headphones on. No, but. 
you were talking to me and I'm a very I'm very engaging company yes. so it's probably my fault <laughs> you are you are very much um, so so yes Aaron and Paddy enjoy Old Trafford this evening Manchester United against PSG in the Champions League is that an 8.45 or 8.45 8 or 7.45 kickoff um, I'm just going to have a look right now which is really good um, it is 8pm kickoff <laughs> uh, goals and updates later on as and when it happens but we've got DR and Hambo as you've just heard for the last few minutes in the studio <laughs> from the back of the nest uh, chaps how are we I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had a I've had a busy day with work, but you know, DR seems to have had a very difficult time. You don't look all right. Do I not? I am, <laughs> I am shattered. I'll be honest with you. But, well, to be fair, I'm shattered as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, do you want to tell us about what yeah. happened? Because it, it it sounds like you've had a difficult day, mate. It's not that difficult. Um, after the marathon uh, that we did, the walking marathon. Yeah, the yeah, walking yeah. marathon. Um, I thought. To, out of all days today, let me just go for a jog. Yeah. Let me just start getting fit again. Uh, ran half a mile. I uh, had to stop, got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> it got all types of problems. I had to come home, had to lie down, and I've still got a headache now. I, honestly, that's why jogging technically isn't good for you. It's all a lie. It's all what mysterious. You, jogging's not good for you? No, no, no. <laughs> like, I've got a headache. Normally, it's meant to do the opposite. It's meant to refresh my mind. But Okay, no. I mean, this diagnosis here of running not being good for you, is this something you've just decide on the yeah, basis yeah, of the, the one the one half a mile run you did today. Well, I couldn't. I, I tried to do at least a mile, but okay. jogging wasn't well, good for me. When was the last time you, you ran? Uh, October. Okay. Well, I didn't run. I walked. No, you, you walked <laughs> quite right, quickly. Okay, then. So the last time you walked was October. It's now mid-February. Yeah. When was the last time you went for a run, DL? Oh, probably when I was um, like three, like two years ago. So. Right. <laughs> but so, still, you still don't get headaches. Like, you shouldn't get headaches. Well, it well, doesn't you, matter. Well, you do. And it's difficult for me to criticise as much as exactly. I want to because I'm you, still out of breath from running across the road a second ago. <laughs> yeah. so. And you didn't finish uh, a marathon, Mark. No, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> and I'm still slightly proud of the fact that when, when I finally broke, it was it was in a, on a bench outside a pub. And I, <laughs> and I, did, I sat there... I was actually a broken man, but I sat there on my own for the best part of two and a half hours. Um, I was laughing. Drowning my sorrows. <laughs> yeah. It, it hurt. You deserve it. But, no, but no. he's, you know, you can see how unkind he is to me. You didn't, no, didn't take it. Stop a second. All right. Stop trying to flip attention away from yourself. We're talking about you. <laughs> you got a headache. Yeah. Yeah. After running half a mile. Yeah. And you've you've just admitted you've not gone for a run in maybe two years. And you think that you've it's because running isn't good for you. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't. No, I'm, no, 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 Hambo. <laughs> Why am I getting torn off? <laughs> I just can't even get torn off. Can you see where where he's going wrong here? I can. He, what he's Do you want to is... point it out for? Because we we had we have this quite often. Yeah, right? we, we, yeah. I feel like I'm telling Dr. But not actually saying in in the words that are going in. No. So tell him tell him why he may have got a headache today after going for a run. It's because it's because the first time you went for a run in a long time. It, but and, and it's the impact on you. So what what happens is you you <sighs> you, you, you repeat the behaviour. Um, you, you'll get to feel the benefit of when it's good for you. What you don't do is take the first time that you do something. But I just then, went up the road. It was not a run. Yeah, like, yeah, it was not, yeah. I wouldn't even call it hey, a run. Hey, try it again tomorrow. And see if yeah, that's right. Yeah, I logged it. Yeah, I logged it. I think I'm, I'm I glad- 0.6 to 0.7. Did you there. log the moment of the headache as well? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, maybe try. You could try hydrating probably before. Have a yeah, nice yes. couple, of, couple of cans of Dr. Pepper and then oh, get out oh, there. No, let's stop there. Let's stop there. It's good good for sugar afterwards. Next week, I'll update you guys. No, I look forward uh, to it. Yeah, hopefully. You I'll know, run. this may be a thing. I think I'm busy next week. Just, oh. yeah. I'll, I'll be here. I will be here. Yeah. So, yeah, next time you go for a run, maybe just a little bit of stretching beforehand. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> drink drink <laughs> some water. 
Yeah, done that as well. Mm-hmm. Finished like an Ely bottle of um, a Volvic. An Ely bottle. And yeah. if you haven't run for, for two years, take it really easy and steady at first and then slowly build it up. Yeah. Instead of doing half a mile, having a headache, and then deciding that running's not good for you because that's that's not true. <laughs> I'm going to try and I'm going to try again tomorrow. Let's see how it goes. Okay, I think we got I think we got three to him. Yeah, yeah, good. Hopefully. Well, thank you. Yeah. Same time next week. Look yeah. forward to it. <laughs> Let's talk about Crystal Palace. Uh, you're both at the game of the weekend. One or draw with West Ham United. Um, I watched the game, although I was watching four other games at the exact same time because I had all five in front of me, um, and I was putting highlights packages together for all of them. And my reading of the game was that West Ham deservedly led at half time, but it was a, it was a good game, yeah. and then it was much more even in, in the second half. But it wasn't it wasn't until afterwards when I then heard Roy and looked at the stats. I was like, and obviously I did see Macarthur's miss, <laughs> but I can't at the time remember all those other ones as well. I mean, is this a massive three points missed? Well, to, to a point it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you're absolutely right in that West Ham were good value at half-time. Um, I don't think... I don't even have too many complaints, but, but we, you know, we got a few things wrong first half. And, and I think what was really pleasing was for a change, we came out in the second half and we all, we'd all, we'd actually adjusted yeah you know we're, we're so used to waiting what, for tactically Roy. yeah tactically it wasn't it wasn't personnel although we did make a, quite an early change for Roy in the in the 60th minute uh, Benteke going off um, who came on my brain hurts that's right <laughs> of course yeah, yeah my brain hurts um, but no you know what we, we but we were better from this very very start of the second half yeah. I think you know again if you were watching four games at once you might not have seen quite how much quite how f- much we dominated that second period but you know, we're still every week we're missing chances, and and you know, like you say, the Macarthur one's glaring, but that's why I missed a, a really, you know, relatively simple chance. And yeah, we should be looking at three points. That's true. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, before nine p.m. this evening, uh, we're going to speak to Andy Gray, former striker of yours. Also, we're going to look ahead to uh, your cup game against Doncaster, and I was, we're going to talk about Valentine's as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been seeing some, some very funny things. We'll explain all flying around on the back of the nest uh, Twitter uh, throughout the day. He's having me chuckling. I very much enjoyed it. We'll ask about your plans as well, DR. I'm sure you're very busy on Thursday <laughs> evening. Um, but up next here on uh, the Grizzle Bears Fan Show, we're going to speak to Rob Warlow uh, from Football.London. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Yes, uh, welcome back, Crystal Palace fan show. So I was having a little think as well of James MacArthur's miss. Yeah. Um, of things that are easier to do <laughs> than than miss that oh. that chance. So I mean, have a little think about it, yeah. and get back to me as well if you're listening this evening at Love Sport Radio's Twitter handle. Tell me things that were easier to do than miss that chance from James McCarthy. It was lovely up until that point, but fairly glaring, fairly, fairly glaring from that point that he missed. Uh, we've got Rob Warlow uh, from London on the phone now. Rob, good evening. Good evening, how are you? Yeah, very, very well indeed. So look, we'll talk about West Ham at the moment um, from the weekend. 25 shots. It's, 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 it, yeah, it should have won the game, shouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a similar story to... Uh... For much of the season, isn't it really? Um, you know, Palace have been creating a lot of chances and just not putting the ball in the back of the net. I mean, 
they haven't perhaps missed as uh, as glaring or guilt edge opportunities as they did on Saturday. But um, yeah, it's, it's you know I think in the end it, it looked like it was going to be one of those days, and it probably took a, uh, a deflection. Really, uh, it was gonna, that was probably going to be the only way they were actually going to get the good ball in the net. Yeah, it's kind of ironic, wasn't it? Yeah, the the one goal that went in was kind of not really that much of a much of a chance as opposed to the other ones that he had in the game. So, Rob, how do you see it? Should we be concerned that we were unable to score the goals or should we be, you know, enthused by the fact that we were able to create so many? A bit of both. Um, I think the fact that Palace are able to create as many chances as they do um, is a good thing. Obviously, it's got to be, got to be a positive. The fact that they're not putting as many of them away as they, you know, could and should, then that's obviously a concern. But I, I think Palace have got more than enough about them to, between now and the end of the season, pick up enough points to be, you know, away from trouble. I know they're only three points above the relegation zone at the moment, but you look at some of the fixtures to come, and I think Palace they seem to have turned the home form around a little bit as well of late, and I think. Yeah, there is cause for optimism, um, albeit that, yes, the, the, you can't keep saying the same thing every week um, throughout the whole season. It, you know, it, if, it, if it does continue, then there is that chance that it could come back to bite them. Yeah, and do you know what? I was, I was saying a similar thing to, to DR before the show. We'll, we'll have a proper chat with Hamburg as well in a little while about this. Because, you know, at no point over the last few months, guys, have I really said Palace in relegation, have I? No. No. Yeah. But, Rob, I look at the league table now... And, I mean, Palace are 13th, so, again, look at that, not really any danger. But on 27 points, you've got Cardiff on 25 points, you've got Newcastle on 25 points, and you've got Burnley on 27 points, and you'd all class those teams in relegation battle. So so how can we not? How can we not say that Palace definitely need to be looking over their shoulder right now? I mean, they're not clear of it. You know, you can't hide that. They are still in a relegation battle, purely... You know, one look at the league table suggests that. I, the thing for me is that I think Palace, out of all those teams at the bottom, yes, all right, Newcastle beat Man City recently, but I think Palace have got it in them to go and get results against the top teams, whereas I'm not convinced that all those other sides at the bottom have. Um, yes, I know Brighton beat Man United when you know, earlier on in the season when they weren't in good form, but for me, Palace are are set up to play well against those sides and potentially get points. You know, we saw that they beat Man City, they could and should have got something at Liverpool. For me, Palace have got that ability to surprise or, you know, cause an upset um, against some of the top teams. But I don't think some of those other teams at the bottom have. They haven't got it in their armoury to do it. And the, the thing for Palace is they've got to pick up points against the teams in and around them. They can't afford to lose those games. I mean, you look at the fixture list, they've only really got Newcastle away coming up. Cardiff away um, late on in the season. They've now just played Burnley and Southampton. Uh, sorry, got Burnley to come. They played Southampton recently. They just beat Fulham. You know, they've still got Huddersfield at home to come. I think there are enough games there that you look at and think, yeah, I can see Palace getting points there. You know, I think they're almost. I've, I've said it for a long time. Palace are almost set up to be better away than they are at home, which you know has proved the case. The way that, that they've got the pace on the counter, they've got people who can. You know, they've got the ability to soak up pressure and then catch teams on the break, which some of those other sides at the bottom, I don't think have got. Rob, you you mentioned over the uh, earlier on the sort of, you know, the sa- saying the same thing every week was a was a sort of to paraphrase you a little bit, and mm-hmm. I, I, it made me think of um, 
what have your experience have been of, of Roy this year? You know, from from our perspective, looking at his press conferences and looking at how he's dealt with the media, at times he's got very prickly about being questioned. You know, there was a there was a point earlier in the season where he responded very um, fiery in a fiery fashion to questions about Max Mayer. Um, and any time his sort of tactics seem to get questions, he, he does he does tend to respond quite aggressively. On occasion this year, I think he has been a bit prickly in times in, in press conferences. Um, whether that's you know a, a bit of pressure on, on you know the situation, I, I don't know. He's he still sets the team up the same you know as as you'd expect a Roy Hodgson team to be set up, and I think mm-hmm. he's perhaps you know might attract criticism from some, but he is loyal to you know his players and his team, his shape. You know he he doesn't. Sort of vary from it too often. Um, I think you know what you're going to get with Roy. Obviously, any manager, who, you know, if, if things aren't going as well as they would like, then they are going to get criticism. They are going to get those questions that they might not enjoy answering. Unfortunately, that's part of the job. You know, that's that they're in. They've got to accept those things. Um, I think he he's probably a bit frustrated, really, overall, because he knows that this team could and should be doing better than it is. Perhaps um, you know, I think. There's definitely, from you know, harking back to the end of last season and over the summer, I think there is a frustration that they haven't kicked on um, because at the end of last season, I think Palace were in the perfect position to do so. I know, obviously, they lost Ruben Loftus-Cheek going back on from the loan spell. Johan Kabay, obviously, like then going as well. They were two big players to you know have to try and replace, and I don't think they quite have in the same way. You know, they haven't got like-for-like replacements in. Max Meyer obviously hasn't had as many opportunities as a lot of fans would like. Um, Piate, I think, has come in and been solid, but he's not a Ruben Loftus-Cheek or, or a Johan Kabay. He's a different type of player. I think they've had to adapt a little bit to the loss of those players, and I think there is just frustration that they haven't kicked on, you know, from last year because the talk at the end of the season was right now. Let's, let's see if we can break the top ten. That was what Steve Parrish said. That was what Roy Hodgson was sort of saying. I mean, there is still the possibility they could finish in the top ten this season, but I think some of the performances, some of the results, have perhaps you know been a bit of a disappointment from where Palace were at the end of last season and that high of you know finishing so strongly. And uh, what have you made of Batshuayi's start then? Because he's had a good couple of chances hasn't he, in his first few games, but he's uh, he's not been able to score one yet. Yeah, um, obviously that was that big chance on, on Saturday that he could well, he should have put away really. I mean, it was yeah, I wouldn't say it was on a par with MacArthur's, but it was um, it was close to you know it was a, it was a, a, a very good chance for him. Um, found unmarked, you know, what ten twelve yards out. I think you would hope and expect that he would have put that away, but I think it, it's hard to judge him on two substitute appearances, isn't it? From you know he's played forty minutes or so in a, in a Palace shirt. I think. He had an impact when he came on against Fulham. Obviously, he was involved with the goal. I think he's he's a good character to have around the place, and I think he will. I think the other other players actually will get a boost and a lift from him being there as well. So I think you know it's it's hard to judge him too harshly too soon. I think he's still got twelve games to go. You know, he could play in the cup as well, and let's judge him a bit later on in the season. I think. Uh, we'll have a chat a little bit later on in the studio with the, the chaps about the Doncaster game. But um, what was your feeling, Royal Deal? Do you give the players pretty much the weekend off and do a whole host of changes? 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think there'll be some changes. I don't know if it'll be a full 11, but you know we saw in, in the last round and, and obviously when they played Grimsby as well that there were a few changes. I who do you think will be given a chance then to, to impress, do you think? Who's just kind of on the cusp, maybe, on the, or, you know, just on the fringes of the side? I think you, you, we might see Batshuayi play, you know, start this weekend. I think you're probably looking at changes in defence. The likes of Joel Ward will come in for Wan-Bissaka, I'd imagine. Um, Martin Kelly obviously played at the weekend. Scott Dan. Um, perhaps, I know Patrick Van Aanholt at the moment it hasn't really got much competition at left-back, but he could choose to play Jeffrey Schlipp there if he wanted to. I, I think there'll be changes in, in defence. Probably Wayne Hennessy will be in goal, um, and then you know, after that, there could be a few of the regulars involved. Um, perhaps with one or two changes, we might change the. You know, Max Meyer might get a start. Um, I think probably James McArthur might get a rest. He has been in the last couple of rounds. Um, Bakary Sacco, you might see him at least off the bench, if not from the start. Um, I, I think there will be a few changes. I don't think it will be a whole 11, but I think if, if Paris had won at the weekend, it might have made Roy think, OK, well, let's go for the cup a bit more because, you know, they'd have had a bit more of a buffer between them and the bottom three. Um, as it is, with a draw, only three points, you know, they've got to have that one eye on the league. And I still think that if they put out a, you know, a change side, but not a full 11 changes, I still think they, they should have enough for, to beat Doncaster. It's, an, it's obviously a banana skin of a game because Doncaster will be up for it in the fifth round of the Cup. They'll want to cause a shock. But you know the, the chance is there for Palace this year. And Palace or Brighton or Watford or Wolves, one of those could get to the final quite easily if you look at the, you know, how the draw is opening up. With Chelsea playing Man U, obviously you'd expect City to beat Newport. But I think there is an opportunity for one of those clubs to do it. And why not Palace? They've got, they've got the ability within the squad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rob, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Cheers. That was Rob uh, Warlow from football.london. Uh, you listen to Love Sport Radio. This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. <laughs> We've got the cricket on in the studio, and it's another DRism. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what is a DRism? Well, do they... When you say something that's a little bit silly, and you, we try to explain something to you, and you still yeah. don't get it. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a fan so of So, what was your that's response it. to me saying, we, you were asking how long does a game of cricket take? And I said, it depends on the form of cricket, because, you know, a test takes five days. What was your question? I was like, um, what's a test? No, you said, do they play competitively as well, basically? That's what you said. That was a joke. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, very, it was very funny. But, yeah, yeah, I find cricket boring, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, you've got you know, no patience, no culture. It's all right. Yeah. It's not your fault. Wow. Right. To be fair, if you're trying to watch a five-day test, you need to be drunk for 80% of it. Yeah. Don't condone that. 
Thank you, Hambo. Right. I was about to jump in. No, Lost not, not does not condone Hambo's excessive drinking. <laughs> we, 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 Mum, we, if you're listening, I, I haven't got a problem. We breathalyze him before every show, <laughs> and, he, and he's failed every single time. But there's no one else here, so we just let him on and say, yeah. Look, "Behave yourself, all right." Yeah, we've got we've got Saint Lucia. Uh, it looks lovely. It looks lovely there, but a lot of white people are thinking. I hope you've got a lot of suntan on. Yeah. It's very very hot indeed. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't catch Dr out there for five days. Nope. Let's hear from your manager, uh, Roy Hodgson, who was speaking after the game at the weekend. He says he's not concerned with what the other teams are doing around them. You know, at the moment, the teams below us, they don't have a point a game. So it takes them three games to get three points. And the fact that we've got a goal difference of minus seven and those teams there got a goal difference of minus 20-something, you could say it's four points. So if I was really worried about that, I'll worry about it in the next four games. So I I watched um, a good solid five-minute post-match from Roy from the weekend mm-hmm. no, I really enjoyed it because sometimes Roy can be prickly yeah. and I mean I've heard I've never I've never personally interviewed him actually no I have that was actually the first ever first ever game I did I did West Brom Man City on Boxing Day many many years ago mm-hmm. anyway uh, not one on one but there, there is a there's a suggestion isn't there among people that Roy doesn't really like doing media things yes yeah, yes. you can you can you can detect that he feels that the fact he has to explain himself in front of people, yeah, potentially probably you know people he he will feel don't know as much as him about what he's doing and don't understand. Yeah. His, you know, what I mean, he, he's not dismissive, but you can tell he almost wants well, the, to be. The problem is, is that in the in the world of media, you if people know or don't know, if you if you, when you do your television interviews post match, you get three questions. Yeah, that's all you're allowed. So the first question is always like one or what do you make of that. So it's a rubbish question, but they they need something kind of generic and open ended. So they can't. So you don't, don't ask a closed question. Where you can just say yes or no. So you ask something just just very generic to start off yeah, with. Yeah. But Roy doesn't see it like that. It's just like, well, that's a stupid question. He can't be bothered, <laughs> and he can see it like that. We didn't realize this is why he's getting these questions yeah. because he, they need they need that answer. Um, but yeah, and that, that and Roy, you can see sometimes kind of, no, well, that's a stupid question, and it gets almost a, a silly response, doesn't it? It does, yeah. But I, one of the things I do like, and again, I know that you know journalists have to ask this kind of stuff. Yeah. But if there's like a big story about another club, he gets asked about that, mm. and the kind of disdain on his face amuses me because I also don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't. It must be because they have. They also they do about five or six press conferences after games. They have yeah. to do the they have to do the TV. If they have to do the radio. They have to do the local written press. And obviously, it's the same questions. Yeah. So imagine by the end, if it's a particular incident about a certain game, like a referee or something has happened to Zaha or MacArthur's chance, by the end, he is really fed up. Yeah, and he's like 70 years old. So I understand him not having any yeah. patience. But I think when people question his tactics, I think he finds it offensive in a way. And that's, yeah. and that's what he doesn't well, um, like. On football manager, I often yeah. I often yeah. send Ray to do it. <laughs> Just I can't be bothered. I send Ray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do as well. He, he, always, he always says the wrong thing as well and upsets the players. But it's better than <laughs> doing it. Good cop, bad cop, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually liked his press comments though because he he didn't seem as annoyed. He was kind of witty and jovial, and you would have thought actually this is one of those days where you were expecting a prickly Roy. You know, where he's going to be really, really annoyed that he didn't win the game. But he obviously was asked about Zaha and, and the appeal. He was asked about MacArthur's miss. And I thought that he, he was, it was really entertaining to watch, actually. What I found uh, surprising is that he's not as concerned of going down as I mm. thought he would be. Um, the way that, he, um, you know, his squad selections against Middlesbrough, for, for instance, in the League Cup, um, he put out a weak side and seemed like he was focused on, like, I don't know, I thought he would care more about the league rather than the cup, but it seems like he's he's comfortable, think, even though we're 
technically we're only three points um, above the relegation zone. I think there's been a difference in him since he, I know it's not even that long, but since he's had two signings come in. I think signing Sacco, who he wanted, really wanted because he wanted to keep him in the summer, mm. and bringing in Batshuayi and giving him options. I think, you know, and, and the fans have said this as well. They look, mm. they, and I made a joke about this in our last podcast, but literally one minute before the deadline, you know, we heard about Batshuayi. Yeah, everybody was saying what a terrible squad we got, and then literally the same people were saying <laughs> the polar opposite. We've got yeah, an amazing yeah. squad as soon as we signed, Bat- but it did, way. it did actually make that much of a difference because when you look at our bench now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as much as and you know, Roy has a strong desire to collect the best talent on the bench. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, you know, it does look pretty strong now, and we and we do have options, and we do have ways of changing the game. Yeah, and I think that has changed his confidence. I think he now feels he has enough in reserve to go and get a result when he needs to get a result. And it, yeah. as much as Roy has frustrated me a bit this season. I do have that belief that if we need a result, Roy will get us a result. And, you know, I'm just looking here at the, the teams and the stats and the substitutions. He made one after an hour. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he exactly. had to. He had to. Ben okay, was absolutely having a mare, but yeah. Well, you did, but you feel like in previous weeks, if he'd had a, a half-fit Wickham or an Ayu or someone, he probably would have just kept it for another 10 minutes. That, yeah. But now, just having that extra play, it means that he can move Zaha, or he can play different formations, and he can make a substitution a little bit earlier. It, it does make a huge difference. Exactly. The additions in January... It's Janu- a player he trusts. Yeah, and the additions in January, and also players returning from injury, I think ha- has helped us out a lot. You look at our bench, as Hambo has said, I was looking at it today before I came in. Yeah. I was like, that's a very strong bench. And then you look it, at it just, a couple of weeks ago. You can change and, it. Yeah, you look at it a couple of weeks ago and you're like, who are we going to really bring on? So the fact that players are coming back from injury um, has given him more options. And it's good that he's using them because previously, um, earlier on in the season, when players weren't playing as as well as they were, he's, mm. he would have still kept them on. But now that he's actually taking them off, is actually a positive. I mean, look, he's still got to get if anything it adds more pressure on him now because he has already had a decent squad and I, and I haven't really bought this weak squad business um, even less so now that that squad that he's got should be much higher up the league mm. and he's out of excuses now he needs to use it properly um, and you know you can still look at the West Ham game and take those you can take a lot of positives from that but you can also look at how how underused Max Mayer was and, and you know Roy acknowledged how good he was off the bench criminally underused at the moment if if Max is in the positions that James MacArthur finds himself in yeah. you don't get that that issue because he'll do one or two things and we, we said this in the pod the other day he, he'll either tuck that chance away or more importantly he'll have the awareness to know that there's two players to his right you can just who've got a tapping an open goal tapping because the keeper's sitting down <laughs> um, yeah. unbelievable it was <laughs> well he got him sat down didn't he it was the drop of the shoulder he had, yeah. him, he had him on the seat of his pants but yeah then just fluffed it Fluffed it. And how? I mean, with, I don't know. Yeah, I just. With Max Meyer, it reminds me of when we had Ruben Loftus Sheik last season. I think he gets the best out of not the whole squad, but players like Wilf because we can actually play fast football and mm. open up defences. Whereas um, when we have um, other players like Maka, he's, he's been underperforming this season and you saw the massive chance he did miss. It's, he's not the he's not the Maka that we're used to seeing. So I think. From now on, if Roy doesn't give Max a chance, then it's just going to be... I'm going to be really frustrated because he deserves it and we play much better when he's on a pitch. OK, uh, in around 10 minutes' time, speaking to Andy Gray, we'll also look ahead to your next game against Doncaster. We'll have a little chat about Valentine's. And, and you know what? We will do a, a kind of a bit more of a, of a relegation chat, looking at the league table. It, uh, it did kind of raise the eyebrows a little bit today. Uh, this is Chris Pace fans here on Love Sport. 
From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. I'll run through some team news for this evening. Um, first off, we'll start with Manchester United. They're playing PSG in the Champions League. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made five changes um, from that win over Fulham at the weekend. In come Ashley Young, Eric Bailly, Jesse Lingard, Victor Lindelof, who wasn't even in the squad, by the way, the weekend, and Marcus Rashford. So to go through their side is De Gea in goal, and then a back four of Young, Bailly, Lindelof, Shaw, and then a midfield three of Pogba, Matic and Herrera, with Lingard and Martial either side of Marcus Rashford. Rather interestingly, for PSG, Danny Alves is playing as a right midfielder today, he plays a right winger um, with Di Maria either side of Mbappe. Very interesting. So their team is Buffon, Carrere, Thiago Silva, Kimpembe, Bernat, Marquinhos, Verratti, Alves, Draxler, Di Maria and Mbappe and QPR. So that show is coming up this evening, 9 till 10. But they are in championship action this evening. We've got Gav Lawson from the Ranger Things at the game for us. We'll have a chat to him at full time. We've got Gareth and June in the studio. Uh, but their team this evening to face Bristol is Lumley in goal and then Furlong, Leisner, Hall, Voslek, Cousins, Luongo, Freeman, Bidwell, Smith and Wells up front. Bristol City uh, flying at the moment in the championship. I think they've won eight on the spin. Oh, actually, yes, they have. They've tweeted saying, let's make it nine. Um, so good luck, QPR, this weekend. A very, very tough one for them. Not in good form at the moment. Uh, but that show is coming up nine till ten. So, relegation. Sorry, I thought we were going to go back to talking about um, how I was telling you your job's easy, basically. Oh, no. <laughs> so again, yeah, we'll just we, we were chatting the and as I mentioned earlier, it's hard knowing to ask the right questions to someone like Roy or any football manager because say you only get three questions, yeah. and you're terrified—not terrified, but you, you you think about it, you think in your head beforehand, and if he asks, well, he answers one of your questions pre-prepared in your head, and then you're panicking, trying to think of something else. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I'll be honest, it's really easy, Jake. Look, if you ever struggle in the future, mate, just give us a bell and I'll talk you through it. Oh, no, uh... no, let's do, just do this now. Okay. Look, I'm interviewing DR, yeah. right? Crystal Palace won. Yeah. West Ham won. DR, uh, thoughts on the game? Good game. Um, Batshuayi, uh, second appearance today. Still not quite scored. For the club, but getting in some good good chances, say some good opportunities. What did you make of his performance and his start at the club? Good performance. <laughs> See, where am I going wrong here, Hambo? You got to, you got to. There's anything wrong with you've got, you've got to engage Dr. You know, Dr. He likes to be engaged. He likes to be challenged. Mm. You know, and he go. So, I've forgotten your opening question. You're talking about the game, right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Just, just general. Let's thoughts. Let's talk about West Ham. Just so, a... okay, it's just just some general thoughts. So okay. we'll open up. We go. Hi, Dee. I hope you're well today. I was, listen, <laughs> that's, that's one re- question. Really good game. Really good game. So, really enjoyed it. I thought some of your your, your tactical decisions were quite <laughs> exciting. Um, where do you think? Where do you think maps we could? You know, the, the the result got away from you. Why didn't you quite take the three points? Uh, referee had an awful performance, but I think we didn't take our chance. Now, do you say I already got more out of him than <laughs> yeah. you did? He, he had no choice but to engage. Okay, Dr. <laughs> what, what is it like a battle? <laughs> It's like a battle for who you can interview better. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. That's, that's kind of what we're doing. You, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you're our little toy. machine. Yeah. 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 Um, what was it about Hamburg's question which you thought was better than mine? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you gave oh. him more. Uh, yeah. yeah what? I, th- um, I think... 
he doesn't yeah. want, he doesn't want to praise me jake exactly i don't want to praise him no. um, that's that's three words that's listen, it i'm only kidding you're the pro here mate you know listen I'm just, I'm, I'm, just an, I'm just an engineering manager for a big six energy firm <laughs> just, i thought that was very good and you're also Thanks, very good man. at reading the news <laughs> that's true yeah. yeah i can turn a paragraph into 20 minutes content yes you can um we'll find something before 9 p.m for you to know actually what we can get you to read um explain what's been going on on twitter today um in the build-up to valentine's the big one on, on thursday um, uh, do you want me to hit my microphone at the same yeah, time yeah would you mind well? yeah, I, no i did that i did that already <laughs> yeah. um so we've had a f- first phase <laughs> of our uh, of valentine's day this has had me action. chuckling on social media today yeah we've had the weather guys uh, our listeners guys and gals getting in touch and giving us their their palace first 11 um valentine's players some of them have gone a little bit yes. risque. So, look, naturally, with it being a Valentine's and, you know, it's the, it's the evening of love, um, some people have taken it a little bit further than others. Um, they're all very funny. Some of them more suited to radio than others. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a warning, because there are a couple that are a little bit more risque, but are acceptable. They are acceptable, but a little bit risque. Sorry, we just got a new They're acceptable by a Let's yeah. just say that. Um, so, but there's still an opportunity for people to get involved this evening. Yeah. So, if you we want we want a team, a player, and you want to use their name and make it Valentine's related, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, give you an example. Yes, we, we we opened with Patrick Van Arn Hart. That's nice, isn't it? Yep, that's acceptable. And yeah. then Mike Scott, one of our one of our presenters, kept it going quite well, and he said Clinton's Morrison. That's a card theme, isn't yes, it? Yes, I like that. Fitz Hallmark. <laughs> that's quite good, isn't it? <laughs> Um, Aki Rihi Card Factory. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that he's got Aki involved yeah, I mean, in that's, that one. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. Extra half point for that. Yeah. Uh, Nick Gusset, also occasionally, occasional oh, one I here. I saw this, I like this. Uh, Jim Love Cannon, which yeah. I'm not sure how acceptable that no, is. No, it's acceptable. I like yeah, it. It's right. funny. <laughs> uh, Michael uh, Kewell, who, um, <laughs> who, <does his, laughs> who does a lot of our writing, has gone with Victor Roses. Victor yeah. Roses, very, very Solid. nice, that one. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I can't read that one. Um, <laughs> this this genuinely is one of my favourites. Was that from Ryan Cunningham by any chance? No, no. This is this is from Wheelman, and he went with Milf Zaha. <laughs> <laughs> I won't explain that any further. You don't need to. That's no. fine. That's acceptable for radio. No, absolutely right. Um, I liked um, from Five Leany. Um, I fans you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I liked that one. Also, I liked Andros Townsend. Me flowers. Oh yeah! See, people are getting creative yeah, there. Eaglet. Um, so, anyone who's listening this evening, if you can think of anything better, do I, I'll even let you go a little bit rogue and give me any footballers. Oh, they're funny. It's acceptable, and we'll read them out. Yeah. Sorry, some of these are really yeah, killing I, me. Yeah, I, I genuinely yeah. can't. Did you contribute any of these, Dr? Uh, no, I was. I was busy. I was running. Of course you were. Of course you were. Yeah. Yeah, I was running. Then afterwards, things went downhill. But um, I'm trying to look at mine. Oh, I was going to say one, but it's so inappropriate. So yeah, okay, yeah. well, you can tell us in the break. Um, yeah. When we come back, we're going to have a chat with Andy Gray, former Ballas player. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. A 
Okay, welcome back and keep those uh, Valentine's suggestions coming in with your Crystal uh, Palace players. Some very, very good ones. I fans you. Um, Kistian Benteke. Andros Townsend, me some flowers. Um, we're going to do some more after 8pm. Uh, we've got DR and Hambo from Back of the Nest uh, podcast in the studio. Uh, we've got Andy Gray, though, former Palace player on the phone. Andy, good evening. Good evening. Um, so look, Andy, we've been having a little chat in the, in the studio about kind of where Palace are at the moment. Now, we've not really, I mean, I've certainly not thought anyway, in terms of relegation has been a problem, but they are on the same points or just one more point than a, a few other teams who we think are in relegation battle. So, so where do you see it, mate? No, I don't think they go down. I think there's um, sort of like four teams worse than them. And uh, the good thing, we're strong at home. So I just don't think it's a problem. I just think it's going to even itself out in the next three or four weeks. So it's goals, isn't it? That's yeah. <laughs> that, that's what they need to start doing. Again, any concerns about where they're going to come from? No, no I, think, I think we'll click together. I just think... It's, it's been a slow burner, and I think with the Benteki back and the other guy, Batman, whatever they call him, yeah, I think, <laughs> um, I think they'd be okay. Well, I know they're going to be okay. Um, yeah, how, do you, um, how do you feel about Roy as manager, Andy? Is he, is he someone that you, you think his methods are right and are, and are working for Palace? Yeah, he's old school, isn't he? So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's tried and tested me- uh, methods that he's got, so... He's not going to change, is he? No, definitely not, no. <laughs> what about his use of subs, though? Do you think he's getting maybe the most out of the squad? It's got to be pretty difficult for those players who uh, are on the bench looking for that opportunity to actually come on and have an impact when they're getting so little game time. Yeah, it's a bit of a closed shop, the way they've got the like the eleven, And I think the subs only get put on when um, they're in trouble. So you just throw the dice in, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely right. I think, I think, yeah, that's definitely what's um, what's causing some of our issues. What do you think about Max Mayer um, as, as a signing? To be quite honest with you, I mean, I've, I haven't really seen too much of him. I mean, I, I, mean, I think he's started, what, two games, three games? I, I, he's like someone I pass by in the supermarket where you, <laughs> you want to try something and then you think, oh, I should have. Should have bought it, sort of thing. You know, <laughs> <kind of then. laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's exactly how I'm going to think of him from now on. Uh, Andy, James... well, he is though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah no, it is strange that he's not being given opportunity. But like, there's players though playing in midfield at the moment who. I don't. It's hard to drop, isn't it? I mean, we've had Jeffrey Schlupp who's been playing in in that position, who nobody probably would have picked ahead of Meyer, but he's been playing all right, hasn't he? And MacArthur, I know he obviously had that that huge chance, that, and Miljovic. It's actually hard to see where Meyer's going to get into the side, isn't it? Yeah, but it is because at the end of the day, you got you got your tried and tested, so you've got to show loyalty. So for for him to get in the team, he's got to be like knocking down doors, isn't he? So. Where somebody says, oh, it's just like Pungent. Um, when Punch was in the side, he was unreplaceable. And then in the end, it come where he wasn't unreplaceable. So it's, it's the same scenario. Definitely. I've, I've not, you've, you've been about the place a little while um, in, in recent times, Andy. Are you doing anything up at Palace these days? No, I sneak in there. That's the only thing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're always in, these, always in pictures with other players. I'm thinking, what? Where's Andy Gray come from? I like it. I like it. Um, MacArthur's chance, um, Andy. Um, Roy kind of brushed it off and had a bit of a smirk and didn't seem like it bothered him, him too much. But look, as, a, as a player who's been in plenty of dressing rooms, when you haven't won a game, did, is anything said 
afterwards? Because it, Not it, really. Because it was a huge chance, wasn't it? Well, it was a huge chance, but what you've got to remember, like, like this is like old pro talking to you two disc jockeys. At the end <laughs> of the day, he had too, when you've got too much to think about, mm. it's difficult. If it was like a snap decision, he had options. He had so many options, but he took the wrong option. Yeah. If you get what I'm, what I'm meaning. Yeah. If, he, if he was there on his own, believe me, he would have scored. Yeah, definitely. Playing on instinct is, is always a lot lot easier than the second you have to try yeah, and make yeah, a decision. Much, yeah, To think about, like, to, like, he had too much time on his hands. Yeah, fair play. Hi, Andy. <clears throat> what have you made of Wilfred Zaha so far this season? He hasn't really scored as many goals and assists as I expected him to, you know, to do and get. But what have you made of him? I think he's been good. I mean, listen, every, everyone put the, the old country on his back, which is a bit unfair. Because players like have peaks and lows, I think he's done well. I think he's done really well this season. How, how do you think he pushes on? Then do you think it's a it's a matter of because the reporter's value is around sixty million and take the sixty million. T- but then, what <laughs> yeah. do you think? Do you think the clubs will pay sixty million if he doesn't get the goals and assists? Do you think we're asking a bit too much? Well, not really, because you've got to go on market value. I mean, if you're talking about potential, what is he, 23? I mean, it's 25, 26 now. Is that English 25? or? <laughs> I don't know. Time passes so quickly. Yeah, it's 26. I think it's 26. 26. So, yeah. So, basically, so you, you kind of you round your peak around 28. So, yeah. yeah, there's lots of value there. So, 60 million in today's market is nothing. Also, going back on Max Meyer, before he joined us, um, he was regarded as as a very talented player. He's not getting that much game opportunity. Do you think, if you like, if you're Max and if you're Palace, uh, think about moving on in the summer, or do you wait around? Um, well, you got to ask, you've got to ask this question: Who bought him? Was it the manager, or was it the Dougie? Uh, they yeah. Had... <laughs> so, well, that, well, that's your answer, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, fair point. So. Andy, what what are you doing these days? Last time I, you were speaking to us, I was on Homesdale Radio, and you were telling us you were doing a bit of scouting here and there. You still still scouting about? Yeah, still scouting, doing this, doing that, ducking and diving, <laughs> bobbing and weaving, keeping out of trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Any little little gems you've spotted? You're gonna send Palace's way or somewhere else? Yeah, well, it, it always. Well, I would always send them to Palace first, but you know, but the the, the reward isn't the best. So maybe I might have to start thinking about my bank balance for the next one I find. Fair play, can't blame oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice one. So up next for Palace is the FA Cup game. Um, they're playing up against uh, Doncaster. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge chance isn't it, in the FA Cup for for Palace to have a proper run this year with the amount of teams that Premier League ones that have dropped out. Um, and obviously the fact they're playing a, a League One side in, in the fifth round. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity as long as they they go into the game not thinking this is a bye. Then um, yeah, I think we'll get the win and then we're on into the quarterfinals, then, isn't it? Absolutely, love a cup run as well. Um, obviously, you got fond memories of yeah of, of nineteen ninety, Andy. So, do you see the team emulating that this year? No reason why not. Yeah. Yeah, they can emulate it, but I mean, I don't think they could ever emulate the, the semi-final. I mean, that was like kind of like an epic kind of game. So I'd be 
very difficult for a side to say, right, being beaten 9-0 by someone and then doing them 4-3 yeah, in extra yeah. time is just... It's what uh, it's, it's a plus, it's a classes of Rocky film. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> it, um, it, t- it turned me into a, an obsessive Palace supporter, and um, yeah, I'm seeing people still talk almost daily about it now. Fantastic, fantastic time. Cheers, a- Andy. Andy, thanks for your time, mate. No problem. Cheers, there we are, uh, Andy Gray, there, former Palace player, um, talking kind of about Max Myra and, and various various other other people. Let's have a little chat about the relegation. Um, I've asked Rob. Yeah. And I've asked Andy about the same thing. I do, I do find it interesting where we are in the league, and again, we're all kind of a little bit kind of shrugging it off as, as not a thing. But I can guarantee you, every single other club who's on the same points as you, or just one less, are preparing themselves, thinking they're in for a battle this year. Is there a chance with this almost not necessarily complacency, but? This lack of urgency, perhaps, because you don't believe, and I think that's probably the, the the mood in the camp as well, that you could ultimately find yourself in in a in a battle before, not before it's too late, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we've got we have got this sort of weird serenity about it, where I think because performances have been good, and, and I would say I would pinpoint specifically the the win at City. Yeah, where I think before that you saw a lot more concern from the fan base. I don't think the players and the manager have ever really stated that they were worried. But a lot of fans were worried. But I think just seeing what happened against City, just seeing the way we performed against the bigger clubs, I think gradually that, that real worry has eroded away. But you're right. And, and what I would say about it, personally, I, I've never felt this season like we would go down. Mm. And, I, and I, I don't think I've ever said that we're in danger. But, but I'd, I'd almost think, do you know what? Like, look at the clubs that are around there, right? If you're a, a Southampton... Well, actually, no, the only team in there... Actually, no, solid. Every single team in there will probably be thinking, like Burnley, they're probably panicking a little bit. Newcastle have been here before. They've been down. They've got ready to go. These are, Cardiff never expect to step. There's a very real possibility that these sides are scared. Palace have been there before, though. But I'm just not getting that impression that you you think you you could be in danger this year, which I find a little bit strange considering you, you felt this before. Yeah, I think... As Hambo said, we're very solid um, defensive side, so I'm not worried due to that. But also, if we're in a relegation battle, we get two good results, and we could be in ninth place. So yeah. if we're if we're in that battle, then surely Everton are and um, West Ham are. It just depends on a couple of results. Of course, we're only three points above relegation zone right now. But if you look at the players that we've got, and also at times I know that we've criticised Roy, but he's a manager that can keep us up. I've, purely believe on that and the, the main complaints have been can you bring us to the next level which I'm not too sure about um, but in terms of staying up I think that's why I'm confident because it, we've it, we, you know we've defended well and now we've got additions and I expect the goal chart I think we're, we're ranked 6th in the Premier League since 2019 so we look more dangerous going forward as well over the last couple of weeks so there's not really that much to worry about but of course Premier League is regarded as the best league in the world, so you never know what ha- what will happen. But I think, you know, in in terms of in terms of Palace fans, there's there is this hope that there's worse teams than us, and also we're not playing that bad, so mm. we're not that worried. You know, we lose our next three games, or maybe one point in our next three games, something like that. It will shift completely, <laughs> yeah. right? It, re- yeah, yeah. it really will. There'll, yeah. there'll be a real panic on. I think all the while we're picking up points at a good rate. I think Roy was saying that in in the clip we heard earlier. 
you know the teams below us are averaging one point a game and we're averaging more than that in, in recent form yeah and of course we're hitting that point in the season where form has a real impact if you look at someone like our lovable rivals Brighton and Hove Albion yep plummeting down the table they are. Can't, can't buy a win Terrible, terrible business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it can um, change so quickly. Yeah, yeah it really can. I, I mentioned Everton, another team that's, that that has been struggling. They, you know, they've they've lost um, quite a bit of uh, momentum. Also, um, Bournemouth, you know, they got they lost to Liverpool yeah. on the weekend. They were also very good. So that's why I'm not really that worried. Yeah, I don't want to play. I don't want to create some mass hysteria. Oh, hysteria. That's absolutely not what I'm trying to do. But again, I think if Brighton went down because of the club that they have, Burnley, Newcastle. And Cardiff, financially as a football club, it wouldn't be a disaster. Look, we can confirm Huddersfield are down, yeah? Huddersfield and Fulham are yeah. down. Huddersfield, I wouldn't yeah. say. Fulham are gone, I feel, I feel bad for no, Dom. No, don't. <laughs> Producer Dom even think that he's been Senate for longer than I have. All right, Huddersfield, Fulham. They've gone. Then the next, if I'm looking at the teams, not based on anything, but rather than just the players itself, Cardiff, I think they haven't got Premier League like quality players but they've been performing well so and they're, they're I've got two points less than you I was, ta- that, I was talking one. about this with a mate of mine um, Navu occasionally listens in yeah. he usually abuses me <laughs> at lunch last week and he was saying he, he just pointed this out and, he, and I hadn't really been thinking about it until he said it but it's just what what a job Neil Warnock has done there I mean forget the tragedy and all that yeah. you know it to, to have that squad where I don't think many other, other teams if any other teams would take yeah. a single one of their players no, 100%. And it's, it's strange, isn't it? Because the world has always been a little bit against Neil Warnock. Yeah. Leicester fans in particular, not a good relationship with him. <laughs> yeah. no, but we had the tragedy of our chairman. And the first game that we played was at Cardiff. And, and they were they were wonderful. They were wonderful with, with us. Um, and obviously the, the tragedy with Salah. Neil Warnock has, has just carried himself so, so well. Um, and an absolute credit to the club. And I know it's a horrible, horrible circumstance for it. But Cardiff and Neil Warnock this season are, are doing a wonderful PR job for themselves. But I know that has never been their intentions. Uh, this is the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Carry on, Hambo. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> half a second earlier, you would have had the dulcet tones oh, of Christopher Hamlin. I like, I like to get it closer and closer to the mic on. Uh, you were harmonising as well, then, as oh, well. I was, mate. Listen, it's a, I'm a talented vocalist, but if, if I <laughs> if I reveal all of my my talent on air, people start to get jealous. Mm. You know? And you know, if, if all the ladies listening this evening are aware, well, that not only can you sing. As yeah. well as everything else. Everything else, yeah. I mean, it's good to categorise it as everything else because then I don't have to be specific about any other talents if I yeah. had any. But yeah. um, which, which, I, which I definitely do. Yes. And you know, coming up to Valentine's Day, single, incredibly. Hello. So, so just call us. On- yeah, call, call now. Do you are you a single man? Oh uh, yeah, 
Okay, well, we can do yes. this this evening. Love Sport Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do... We've changed the show. Did, did you ever grow up with the Graham Tarrington late night love? I'm aware of it, yeah. Is it yeah, when I, I like, a bunch of girls like line up and... No. That's oh. a different kind of late night <laughs> love. <laughs> usually, you, usually you pay for that one, but... Man, oh man? <laughs> That's something that I don't remember that. Do you not remember that TV no, show? No, That's when they did line up. So basically what they used to do is they used to line up a load of blokes on the edge of a swimming pool. Yeah. Um, it was like basically not like blind date but the women would then pick the guy that she wanted of various like questions yeah. and when she decided she didn't want that one they just used to push him into the pool they very unsuccessfully brought the show back a few years ago right okay. but I was a big fan of that but Graham Tones and Date Night Love so DR if you don't know what this is this was like an institution this is what you listen to this is how you found out about love was it the love <laughs> was it the Love Island no of, so like, it was, like it was a radio day. show oh, across okay. like kind of the local network so your, whatever your local radio station is um, it, it would have been it's heart now or whatever it was back in the day yeah. before they got taken over yeah. um from 10 o'clock monday to friday there's a chap called graham tarrington and it was like dear deirdre maybe but just on the radio yeah. and people would ring up with their love problems and graham would help you out it's oh. a little bit like you remember we used to do dear dr mm. yeah but you just didn't have any real really appropriate advice for anybody because yeah. <laughs> you don't know anything yeah. about anything no yes um, i do uh, all right you got very right. upset yeah yes i do <laughs> Sorry, okay. sorry, mate. Go and challenge me. <laughs> I mean, we absolutely will do that. So, well, strange if you suggest questions. that. No, we're holding fire on oh, them. Right, DR, yeah. that's okay, mate. We've still got another 55 minutes. Let's not use all your material now. We'll all run right. out. Thursday evening, you're free, right? Available for hire? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm free. Well, I don't know if I'm in a kebab shop. Yeah, I think I am free. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've immediately solved two problems then, yeah. haven't you? Your location and what to get dinner. the lady for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's me done, yep. Yes. Fan, I, listen, are you a fan of Valentine's? Not really. I, first of all, the, the day after, I don't know if you're aware, it's, uh, I like to celebrate it. It's called St. Skeletor's Day. I didn't know this. Tell us about it. Um, it started in the, <laughs> by a comedian in the 1990s, a guy called Richard Herring, who's still about now. And uh, it's for all the lonely and bitter people yep. to have a day for themselves after Valentine's Day. And it was uh, obviously the loneliest, most bitter man in the world. He's Skeletor, isn't it? He, he is. So is this, is this a day you've taken part in? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't. Like, so talk, not, talk us through your Friday. I've not, I've not. It's not like I've dressed up as Skeletor, right? And if, if anyone says I, mean, I have, an image, if anyone says like I have, they're lying, right? Okay, I, I absolutely I don't have believe that you. Image. <laughs> I don't believe you. I know that that's what you do. But really, all, all it is, you know, since Skeletor's do you day, day off. Obviously, yeah. yeah. I, I genuinely have got. The oh day yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you said it before. Is that why? And um, what I do is just, I just go and I sit in a quiet location. I just think about how unfair it is. Yeah. All, all those people had such a great time yesterday, and I didn't. Yeah. And, and how it's not my fault is theirs. Absolutely <laughs> Does that not. sound right? I basically, <laughs> is that okay? Does that sound weird? Does that no. sound too bitter? Because no. it sounded quite bitter. No, no, not at all. Maybe more bitter when you said it out loud. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't really prepared what I was going to say there. And it, what came out sounded a little bit too truthful. Mm. And, um, you sound a bit hurt. Humber, do you want a drink? No, no more drink. Doesn't help no, me. I mean water. Really doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he needs to uh, He's crying now, guys. <laughs> he's crying now. The waterworks have started. No. Valentine's memories, DR? Talk us through and what's your best one? Talk us through the, the perfect way you've wooed a lady. Oh. On the 14th of February. Um, Probably on FIFA. Um, oh, for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The thing is, that's what I was going to say. Because, like, you know, unless unless there's a girl out there who really like likes to watch people play Xbox and get unnecessarily angry Which at it. Which is none, right? Do any? I, but I'm normally sure on, before do. Valentine's Day, if you're smart, Matt, well, Are I don't to defend anyone. <laughs> uh, you normally have an argument. So you oh, don't I have see. To, you don't yeah. have to do anything on Valentine's Day. That's what happens. Can, can I be honest, Jake? Yeah, go for, on. For, 
if a, if a young lady is lucky enough to be dating me, every yeah. day is Valentine's Day. There's no need for Valentine's Day because I just treat her right every single day. Ah, wow. <laughs> that was um, that was good. You had a chance to think about that. That was that was very much well prepared. Yeah, yeah search yeah, up yeah. on Google. I know you did. It is true. What what's your Twitter handle? Just in case uh, anyone wants to get in Hambo touch. Nineteen Eighty. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, I nearly said something completely that could be completely misinterpreted there. <laughs> That's um, fine. I will respond in the order I receive your tweets. If you can okay. guess what I nearly said. No, 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 I okay. can't. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Um, so, uh, but you know, obviously, I'm going to get a lot of uh, a lot of interest there. So I'll, yep. I'll come. I'll come back to you as soon as I can. Perfect. Uh, no, I appreciate that. Um, great stuff. Yeah. It's brilliant. I think Valentine's Day is. Um, I'm going to be laughing at everyone spending money when yeah. I'm going to be at home, enjoying myself or at a kebab shop cooking food. Dio's one of those guys who yeah. who likes Twitter posts by women who okay. you know who what? are quite exhibitionist on their on okay. their, in their like, Do you know pictures. when you like things that it goes up on other people's yeah. feeds? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't. You can I mean, look at I all could... my likes. You can look at all my likes right I'll now. I'll do it right now. There's nothing wrong with my likes. I, I've um, started to notice, notice a pattern with one particular blue okay. ticked blue ticked lady. I don't know who it oh, is. Oh, Maya Jama. There you go. He oh, knew yeah, straight yeah. away, didn't he? No, yeah. I, I've been a fan of Maya Jama since she, day one. She's a wonderful presenter, hey, broadcaster. I'm exactly. Absolutely sure she is. Yeah. But, but also very pretty. She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But no, I, I, Dr. That's acceptable. That, I, that, I, I am just, now going through his tweets, by the way. Yeah, please. But, a lot of basketball ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jordan Mutch. <laughs> Jordan Mutch? Yeah. We'll have a chat about Jordan Mutch yeah, in a little we'll, while. We'll, we'll save that. Did I talk about Jordan Mutch? No, no, no. Yeah, we're saving that. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just going through your tweets. Maya Jammer, yeah? Yeah. 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 Oh, just getting ready for the BAFTAs in a, a sleek black number. <laughs> this show is going in a direction I'm not sure about. <laughs> I, honestly, my <laughs> lifetime ambition is basically to be Graham Tarrington. This is as close to an audition or just living my dream yeah. as I'm ever going to get. So just give me like another minute and we'll take a break. So just let me see this through, okay? All right, but I'm just going to keep an eye but on both of you. But that's that's the thing, though. I admire my drama since day one. It's nothing personal. Wonderful nothing like broadcaster. Exactly. Very talented lady. Exactly. And just do, so happens, you, also very, very attractive. Does she think she she's pleased when you like her, her post? No, because she's with Stormzy. So she yeah, I know, but, but, you know but, do you, but do you... I, Stormzy is a type of weather. Um, <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think that uh, you know? You, you know what's what's the impact if you like? What's, I just like it. I don't really. It's okay. not like I consciously look at it. I'm like, wow. Look at it five minutes and then you know what? I like that. I just like it. I just scroll through and just like it. It's nothing special. Like okay, right. it's not like oh. But I do you, do you like? Picture. Do you have this moment late at night where you're thinking one day she's gonna go? Oh, he's he's just like my poster. Yeah, Dr. Kernads. Yeah. She'll turn up in that a seven Love sport radio. Yeah, and then yes. she'll turn up at seven stars kebab in Bromley one night and go. They are. I noticed you like my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of imaginative world? Can I have a two-piece meal with a? Um, the strawberry Miranda, um, <laughs> and then when you finish, come and have a chat. Strawberry with me. Miranda, we don't sell that, unfortunately. Do not. I nah. have an orange Miranda. I've not had a strawberry one. I've never plucked up the courage to have it. It's, it feels like it'd be nice for thirty seconds and then too sweet after that. Yeah, I have it fairly regularly, and as someone with okay. type two diabetes, I shouldn't. <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> reckless behaviour. You don't accept my millionaire bites. <laughs> Are you serious? There's too many, <laughs> too many things floating around. You know my what? Head. I'm not going to offer you anything anymore. Fair, I've had fair, enough. Fair, well, I've, sorry, I've, yeah. I'm all they are down to the fifth of February now. You like a lot of things. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so I'll I, be honest, dear. I'm now bored. Um, <laughs> there was only one. There's only one like. Exactly. What's there? It just that's one. To... One like's all you need. It is. Someone's been looking at my I profile. S- I swear, it just pops up all the time. Yeah. I'm just thinking, who's like that? Oh, Dr. Kernas is like that. Oh, yeah. I bet he has because she's dressed skimpily. Yeah. 
very 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 yeah, you, cynical yeah. behavior so yeah maya if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't she be massive crystal palace that, fan yeah. um, on a tuesday your, your twitter handle dr just in case i mean keep thursday diy ar underscore k-u-r-n-a-z we're gonna make this happen dr and my jammer the new celebrity <laughs> oh, i don't want to do that i don't see my i feel i feel like DR, I'm it's happening man okay <laughs> i'm disrespecting Stormzy. that that shouldn't happen someone has to gosh he's such a such a good man you are exactly this programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Lots of goals uh, this evening. There's Championship Games, there's League One Games, there's Champions League Games. Uh, but goalless in the ones that we're going to be kind of focusing our main attentions on this evening. Manchester United PSG um, around half an hour played there. We're just short off. Still goalless. And QPR against Bristol City is also still goalless. That game is... That game? That game is on. The show... <laughs> It's still happening this evening, QPR, 9 till 10 after the chaps in the studio. I hope you enjoyed our little Valentine's Day love special. Sport. Yeah. It was nice, wasn't it? A little 10-minute chat about And we can, we can reconvene life. next week and find out how it all went for each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll be as excited. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> 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 Maybe not 10 minutes worth of content. Probably yeah. not. Probably like 10 <laughs> keep, seconds. Keep that brief. But what, what's Friday? Skeletal. St. Skeletal's Day. Skeletal's I'll day. let you know all about what happens since yeah, Skeletal's we Day. we got half an hour set aside it's for gonna that. It's going to get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, let's get back to some Crystal Palace related chat, shall we? Yeah. Uh, good fun, nevertheless. Uh, some listener questions. DR, fire away. What have you got first, mate? Yes, we've got one question from Palace Ash. He asks, one player, any player from outside the current top six to add to our squad, who would you pick? Ruben Ooh. Neves. I think, I just think... That's a great shout, actually. What we, we really need, uh, a, a driving force in midfield, a little bit of class. I think he's a very... Kabaya type player perhaps dare I say with that little bit extra yeah um, very talented player would, would complement our team perfectly because this is the thing as well because we often have these debates don't on Twitter saying who's the best player outside the top six yeah. you say Zaha I say Jamie Vardy obviously um, what but what <laughs> it's, it's, Vardy. Exactly. it's not even a contest yeah. but it's not necessarily about who's the best player who would improve Crystal Palace the most? Like, what do you need? Because the point is, you get another strike. You don't need one right now. So yeah. you don't need Jamie Vardy. You couldn't get him anyway. <laughs> but who, right, who, who do you think, DR, is the best player outside the top six who would go into your squad and take you to the next level? Felipe Anderson. He's a baller. Yeah. I think he's a great West player. Ham. Who does he come in the team for? Not oh, schluppy. This, this not, is sh- be- not schluppy, mate. Yeah, he could come in for a slot. No way. But realistically, this is going to sound harsh. And uh, let me say, all right. Andros Townsend, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Controversial. Yeah. Is well, there not Felipe somewhere Anderson, else? Felipe Anderson is better than Andros Townsend. I don't say this he? thing. I think he is. But there's a star man playing on our right. Exactly. His name is Andros Townsend, not it. Felipe Anderson, right? But, oh, again, okay. Is, he, is, he, yeah. is that what, where we need, definitely need to strengthen? I think he's a very good player. I think you're yeah. right. I'm with Hambo. I think he's, he's a good player and he's probably a slight upgrade on Townsend. But if you're talking about someone who can come in, surely there must be a... A, maybe a goalkeeper or a central midfielder who would oh we don't need a goalkeeper half. We, we Harry don't... Maguire no 
What do you reckon? We don't. We don't have any. Pro- we don't need any defenders right now because well, we're one you, of the. What do you reckon at left back? Maybe. Maybe that. Maybe old Ben Chilwell. That is a very good shout. Watch your mouth. <laughs> no, no, that's a very good shout because we can actually talk about left backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Van Aanholt. Should he be dropped or? Because he had what? a he had another not so good game against um, West Ham mm. and I like uh, but it's not yeah I like yeah. him as well I I don't have any problem with him but the f- funny thing is that when we did get him we got hit we we had him uh, we also got Jeffrey Slup and we had Papa, had Papa Suarez. Suarez, yeah, yeah. and now we're only left with one left back because Jeffrey Slup is isn't a left back um, in Roy's eyes and Papa Suarez he's injured so we haven't got any depth so that wouldn't really be a bad shout. Sorry. Yes, what are we staring at? There's a ship crashing into another ship <laughs> Oh, on the TV there. I shouldn't have got distracted by that. And I've hit my mic three times yes, today. Yes, and really... you distracted me as well. Yeah, sorry, mate. No, it's fine. But I mean, it's great radio. Was DR, DR was talking. <laughs> Ships were crashing. We things, all... things were going on. I <laughs> just zoned out and started, wa- started watching the TV behind <laughs> yeah. your head. DR, be more entertaining. You're losing his attention. Sorry, mate. mate. I apologise. <laughs> what, what, what do you make of Patrick Van Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> um, still looking at the ships. Look yeah, at me. Have... Engage. Engage. Come on. Look at... <laughs> 45 minutes, chaps. Sorry. You're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, listen, you, you were making a very good point. Can we turn off that TV? <laughs> Whatever it was, I'm sure you were making a really good point. No, um, it, I, I was. I was saying that you've only got one left back now. Well, we have. Look, we've, <laughs> we recently given uh, Tyrick Mitchell a contract uh, for a couple of years, I think, um, till 2022. It's hard to That's three years, not a couple of years. And um, I think he, you know, he could certainly be next next season. I'll expect him to start in some cup games. You know, he is an out and out left back. He's only had the one perform, uh, one display for the senior team, and that was in a pre-season friend. It wasn't in pre-season. It was during the season friendly yeah. <laughs> against Dulwich that we we played. Yeah, because no, yeah, we, yeah, I remember that. Don't you remember we forgot was to play the, goal, the goalkeeper. Car was blocked or something. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah it's the only reason I remember yeah, that game. That's it. That's exactly. We had it. to run off at halftime. We had, car. <laughs> we had to play them in an uh, international break because we forgot to play them in a pre-season friendly when we were contractually obliged and to do, do so. Yeah. yeah. But um, he played that day, and he and he, you know, the the sort of the the excitement there was it looked like we had another Wan Bissaka, but on the other flank. Yeah, and I think people, I don't know, you know, you'll be very careful with that expectation, but that would be nice to have, you know, two flying attacking fullbacks who have got quality one on one defending. Yeah, both come out of the academy and both, you know, to drive the team forward. So I think, but he's he's probably a season season and a half away from really challenging Soiree dislocated shoulder not not in the equation Schluppy's playing in midfield yeah. you know not not a left back so realistically it's right we have only got one option there and I think we've seen it before Sub, subconsciously players tend to drop when they know their position's not under threat you know it's not an attitude thing yeah. it's just it's Mess natural similarly when you bring in a bunch of players te- the people tend to improve for example IU's performances have gone up considerably since return of injury from injury of Wickham Benteke and the signing of Batshuayi so PVA needs a kick up the rear okay next question please ah oh, see yeah. I was too busy answering I'm thinking about ships <laughs> well um, next time don't think about ships <laughs> I'll think about the right ships ships so Zander 05 said um, how about uh, how Sacco starts every Palace attack his distribution is one of the most important aspects of our game plan thoughts Yes, um, I think Sacco's uh, got what Mamadou. Lot- yeah, Mamadou. Serious. Well, he's got lots of mistakes in him, but yeah. then he I've... has them moments where you're like, "Wait, is this Sacco? Or is this Christian Eriksen? Or is this?" Uh, he's he's always been for me like he's a very good defender. 
I mean, I think it's very important. I must put that. I think he's a very good defender. Yeah. But he's always terrified me when he's had the ball. Yeah. Do you know, like when I watched Wes Morgan play for Leicester City, like <laughs> yeah. in the last, it's a bit better than Wes Morgan. Yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm, bit, I'm just making a comparison. Like, so for instance, the last couple of months when Wes has been dropped, I've saved at least three pairs of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> like generally, my mum, she's loving it. <laughs> but Mamadou Saka, I've always thought a very good defender. That's why he's played for those clubs. You know, that's why he gets in the French team still. Yeah. But not your most technically blessed of, of, of footballers. Not somebody who, if you're playing out of the well, back, hence why he's maybe not at Liverpool anymore. But you're saying that this guy is actually is, is, is very much contributing with the ball at his feet. I think at times he's just overconfident and that could um, make him like have like a mistake or two this, this is the thing this is the thing with him again and it's funny you chose the word you know that he wasn't technically a good yes. footballer the, the weird thing is he has good technique but a really odd style okay so I've never seen anyone quite adopt the sort of body shape and running It's not style. elegant, is it? No, no, no. He almost sort of spreads out the limbs. Mm. He's almost... Oh, but you always find like some way of it getting yeah. there, even though but, it looks not right <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. the untrained eye. It, yeah, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look like he's moving like a human. It's yeah. like he's controlled by a small <laughs> alien somewhere else, like <laughs> remote controlled him. But, um, but having said that, uh, the observation's right. I mean, uh, you know, the... Um, the challenge he made in what game was it, it uh, was Fulham Fulham yeah Fulham, where yeah. he put in a great challenge and then a second great challenge and then you know made a pass mm. so often he, he intercepts the ball brilliantly and he has the calmness to actually slide a ball into people and it does set up a lot of our attacks it enables us to counter attack quite effectively mm. the problem is it's just that you're until he actually plays that pass and completes it you are absolutely convinced he's going to do something horrific because even against West Ham in the second half um we were pretty much confident, but he misplaced the pass, and then luckily Martin Kelly saved the day. Um, so it's just it's just the fact that at times, uh, you know, I admire his confidence. I like you know when, whenever he's on a ball, he seems like he doesn't care, and he just he will, if he wants to make that pass, he'll make it. But I think that's why Liverpool sold him because it, it, it you know it can cost him at times, and he can lose the ball. But he's been fabulous for us um, this season, and I think the whole backline has been fantastic, even Martin Kelly. He had a brilliant game as well. Okay, Hambo, hold fire with the questions. I know that's really annoying. You weren't ready before. And now, now you I'm are ready. ready and now yeah. I'm going to take a break. Uh, it's very important. I should stress as well. Um, I haven't really been soiling my underwear. Um, I don't live at home as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> this is Love Sport. Another update again from the games this evening. Still no goals in the games that we're focusing on. Obviously, there's loads elsewhere, but I can't be bothered to go through them. <laughs> and if, if you why really... Should, why should you? Well, if you really care, um, go on the internet and have a look. Um, but if you're interested in the QPR game, then listen to the QPR fans on Love Sport 9 till 10pm, but I can let you know it's still goalless. And the Manchester United game, where producer Paddy and Aaron Paul are at this evening, is also still goalless, approaching half-time at Old Trafford in at that game. There has been uh, quite a few chances, and we would, of course, before the end of the show this evening at 9, uh, preview your FA Cup game against Doncaster. I must mention James Richard from D3D4 podcast will be joining us on the phone in around 10 or so minutes' time. But we've got some more questions, haven't we, from your listeners yes. regarding the Palace? Yes. What have we got? We've got one from Tim. Uh, and he asked, Tim who? Tim Warren, one of our own. Good to know. At Back of the Nest. Oh, okay. Yep. And he, and he asked, 
do you think Paulson did a deal at half time and left his cards <laughs> behind for the second half? <laughs> so, Love it. So, well, I think he did leave his cards behind for Palace because it was either blind or he was just. Okay. I honestly don't know what he did in the Just, just to add some context there for people who maybe didn't listen last week. DR went to referee the game and didn't have any cards and yeah. wondered, wondered why nobody would listen to him. <laughs> yeah, and I regret what I said last week because... You said... I, yeah, I said that I feel sorry he, for referees yeah. as well. Um, but you don't feel sorry for Craig Paulson. I have no mercy for referees after that performance. <laughs> um, Honestly, it's changed my perspective. There were some expletives during the break. Yeah, yeah. You know what they are? Yeah. Swear words. Yeah. 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 He got agitated, didn't he? Yeah, you did. We've but, calmed you down a little bit, but you were you were very angry with Craig Paulson at the weekend. Yes, it was an embarrassing performance. Why? And where do I start? Inconsistent. Um, West Ham players when they were fouling our players, uh, nothing wrong. But then we slightly touch a West Ham player. One of our players slightly touch a West Ham player, and it's a yellow card straight away. There, no West Ham player was booked that game, and I find that just shocking how you know West Ham players were fouling um, Wilf and fouling other players and still not one of them got booked it's just it just frustrates me because we're in the mm. best league in the world we're playing in the best league in the world and we've got referees that have shocking performance like you can't you can have one or two bad decisions but you can't be that bad throughout the game he was just he seemed like he was doing it on purpose and we you know Wilfred Zaha he got he got he got banned after he started clapping at the referee. What will this referee get as a punishment for that performance? Because if he doesn't get a punishment, then that's just out of order mm. from Hammer. the league. Has he got his knickers in a twist here, or has he got a point? He's, no, he's got a point. You know, um, his knickers are also in a twist. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not convinced he can dress himself mm. properly. So, <laughs> oh, you're talking about <laughs> dressing himself? <laughs> yeah, this is what I wear. Be respect, work, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um. No, Pawson had a had a terrible game. I think the the lack of consistency, as Dr has pointed out, was probably the the biggest issue. Mm. Um, you know, Aaron Wampasaka got booked for a brilliant challenge, um, just because there was a follow through and it and it caught the player. And it's unfortunate, and, and these days you can kind of live with a live with it if there's a free kick when that happens, yeah. where you know he clearly takes the ball and then there's a good half second before the other contact's made. You know, back back when I started watching football, you'd applaud that. Now it, it it's a yellow card, but then you just want to see the same level yeah. applied to your to your opponent. And the the problem I had with it is, and I think Dr was trying to express this a little bit, is that <laughs> it felt it felt deliberate. The yeah. times where you think, oh, you know, again, you know, you're a football fan, you know, you're going to feel victimised with every decision. And funnily enough, you sort of quite often you find that the referee's terrible, the other, the opposition think he's terrible as well. But on this occasion, West Ham fans loved him. Mm. And you can tell when that happens that there is genuine favoritism from one side or the other. And, yeah. and, and whether it's a conscious thing, I don't know. I'm not accusing them of anything. Certainly not on live radio. But it, you're not going <laughs> to face retrospective action. No, you're right. Yeah. Say what you're yeah. blooming what? If it was rubbish, you're going to get a two-game ban. But yeah. no, but you Hamza's know, got a two-show ban. Yeah, two show ban. <laughs> yeah, I'm very slowly applauding him. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, look, he. <laughs> I, I've I've felt him as a referee. I think he's been terrible before, and I think Roy Hodgson was incredibly generous. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Referee. Keep it going. Get it off your chest. Um, Anything else? I, I hate his face, and I think he's. I think. <laughs> All right, I think probably. 
I don't know, probably his mum and dad hate him as well. Yes. Well, no, I was waiting for that. That's yeah. exactly the route you should go down. Disrespect yeah. his mother. Yeah, well, no, I'm not, she's <laughs> correct to hate him. <laughs> I'm not disrespecting her. She probably feels incredibly guilty about bringing him into the world. But you know when we're talking? <laughs> we're talking about Hodgson's post-match. <laughs> you encourage that. That is your fault. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad I did it. He's not talking about Hodgson, though. He's talking about Craig Forson. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but anyway, so Hodgson's post-match, I said I watched yeah. it, I thought it was very intense. Again, I remember now he was asked again about did the, the the interviewer did a fine job Absolutely with his three Hambling questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mentioned he said, "Were you surprised that Miovic uh, stayed on the pitch? He didn't get a second yellow card." Oh, yeah. And he said, "No," and he was surprised that his players, that your players, had three yellow cards at half time when he think you'd only done maybe five thousand in in that first forty five minutes. Again, he took it with good humour, but yeah, yeah, he he pointed that out. He was clearly upset about it. Funnily enough, Luke counted. Yeah. Luke, Lucas' response was quite funny because Which was. Well, he was asked, and he started. He did that. He did a politician's answer. They said, "Do you think you were lucky to stay on the pitch?" And he went, "Well, well you know, a good point today. It's a difficult game in the second <laughs> yeah. half." But then he sort of circled all the way around, yeah, and, he like, just, no. and, he, and he just went. And I was very happy to be on the pitch by the end of the game. Very happy to finish the game. I think yeah. he said. Well, to be yeah, to be fair, he was. That's how the second challenge was. was a yellow card. The first one, yeah, it was. It was. Not, the first was not a yellow. It well, was, it should have been sent off though. But yeah, yeah I, only, I only saw the second, yeah. and that was a a, a foul. And when you're on a yellow card, that tends to get a second yellow. But as much as it benefited us, it's another thing Pawson got wrong. So, yeah. and, he, and I think perhaps he was trying to redress the balance there. You yeah, just you just run around like a headless chicken, honestly. That's yeah. it. And let's just see what happens. If if he officiates a Premier League game next week, then oh no, I'm going to get really frustrated. I mean, talking from your experience as a football referee, <laughs> yeah, as a former referee, yeah. <laughs> Some, referee. somebody who has, yeah. somebody who has attempted to send someone off before. Yeah. Could you imagine a situation here where Craig Pawson he's lost the game, right? He's not got his cards. Wilfred Zaha's just clapped in his face, and he says, "Look, mate, I've not got my cards, but you've got to go off." Yeah. Do you think he would have gone off, or we would have got your treatment and said, "Look, shut up, mate. You're not even a real oh, ref." Luca's, yeah. ter- Luca's not having it. No. Yeah, Luca would have. Luca would have sent the referee off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sent the referee off, but. That's what happens when you have no cards. So that was unfortunate on me. But yeah, uh, rookie, rookie error to say the least. Yeah. Um, going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to look ahead to Crystal Palace's next game. It is against Doncaster in the Cup. James Richard from the D3 D4 podcast is going to be on the phone. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. Okay, welcome back. Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. We've got Jake Watson with you till 10. And we've got DR and Hambo with you for another 27 minutes. Well, what a 27 minutes. Oh, you, what I, a 27 I, minutes I can't in wait. store. Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be like Palace. It's going to be exciting. But we're not going to score But yeah, goals. ultimately we're going to miss. Yeah, we're going to miss goals, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cheers, be a disappointment. <laughs> Everyone's literally just tuned yeah. out. <laughs> no, we're only joking. But luckily, as I've just had my eyes drawn to the television screen I can see that QPR have just taken the lead against Bristol City QPR fan show coming up next 9 till 10pm Matt Smith the big old lump but I think a very good player has just scored for them to give them the lead Bristol City have won 8 games on the spin but could that be about to end we're into the second half there uh, QPR now leading 1-0 but up next um, for Palace it's not a league game it's an FA Cup game they're playing Doncaster um, kind of suggests isn't it? they're not in the Premier League they're playing Doncaster <laughs> we've got James Richards from the D3-D4 uh, podcast on the phone now James good evening hi there guys how's it going yeah we're all nice. good we're all yeah. good thank you um, plans for Thursday 
yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be it's big. Going to be a, 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 yeah, it's going to be a massive, massive game. I think uh, Doncaster will probably really get uh, get the fans behind this because this is the first time I think is it in sixty two years they've made it this far in the FA Cup. So oh, wow. it's, uh, it's a huge deal for them. Yeah, no, it is, and they're, they're doing well. They're doing well in League One. But I want to talk about kind of individual players, James. Who should be people looking out for? I mean, naturally, John Marquise is, is a player that obviously we know in these, this part of the world, a uh, former Millwall player, banging in the goals for them. Mm. Um, has he got the, the, the ability to, to step up and you know talk about championship or troubling Premier League defenders? Potentially, yeah. I mean, this guy um, obviously played for Millwall, you may remember, and... and Perhaps didn't cut it there at the time, but he's really developed since going to Doncaster last season. Um, he was was superb, but the season before that as well, his goals helped him back into uh, League One after they were relegated to League Two the season before. So, you know, he's proving that he is able to cut it at certainly League One level. I think he could easily play in the Championship. Um, Rumours that Sunderland offered a two million uh, put a two million bid in for him in January, uh, which the club decided to reject because obviously at the moment they're in a very good position where they look like they could be in the playoffs and I would imagine they should be come the end of the season. So having their top scorer, um, you know, poached would have been would have been hard to take, I think. So they decided to make sure they keep hold of him. But actually the whole Doncaster team is, is full of very, very good players. You look into their midfield, um, Herbie Kane. Yeah, I was going to ask about him. Season. Yeah, so Herbie Kane, this is, he's on loan, isn't he, from Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah, and I saw, I saw him score a, a couple of goals player. against, was it Chorley in the early rounds of the Cup? And people were telling, say, were saying, what what a player he is. Now, he's not actually that young, is he? So he's not going to be one of these that's probably going to break through at Liverpool. But regardless, a, a very talented young footballer. Oh, he'll break. I don't think he'll break through at Liverpool. Perhaps um, I think he's twenty one now, maybe twenty two. But he he's certainly got the ability to play above the current level uh, that he is at. I mean, he's he's standing out as one of the the best players. And in fact, I think he's probably going to benefit really well from playing with someone like James Coppinger who has been been there done it and is a bit of a league one legend you know he's, he's been with Doncaster for years um, you know a really nice bloke as well sort of down to earth and been playing excellent football this season leads league one in assists I think he's got 11 assists this season James Coppinger so Herbie Kane playing with someone of that experience and that uh, with that professional mentality to keep himself as fit as he is and as effective as he is, I think he's 37 now, James Coppinger. You know, it's pretty, it's a pretty good lesson for, for young Hope Kane to play in that team. But, you know, he's also surrounded with, with other players. Ben Whiteman is a very good midfielder, very much complements the skills that Hope Kane brings to the, to the team. You've got Malik Wilkes on loan from Leeds, who's been superb this season. Um, I think there's probably only one or two players in, in the division that have completed more dribbles than him. I think he's, he's one of those guys that takes people on. It's very exciting. And he's come a long way since he was on loan at Accrington the season before last. So, yeah, there's there's a, a really nice mix of youth and experience in this Doncaster side. And, you know, their back line's got a player like Andy Butler, um, who has been terrific for, sort of like support for the younger guys. You know, you've got uh, you've got Anderson in there, who I think is, is a top defender. You've got Paul Downing, who was in our team of the week last week um, for his performance against Peterborough. So, you know, they're, they're certainly hitting form at the right time. And I, I don't think it'll be an easy game uh, for Palace. But, you know, one thing to note, I suppose, is that they do tend to concede a few goals late in games, which has cost them a few points this season. So uh, we miss open goals all over the place, don't we? <laughs> no, um, it's interesting to hear you talk about James Coppinger because I, 
as soon as you mentioned his name, I thought, well, he was playing for them when we last played. Yeah. Them. And I looked him up, and he, he's 38 now. And, and I'm yeah. just wondering yeah. where the last 10 years of my life went because I'm <laughs> slightly shell shocked. So, we, but we, can I'm gonna, that, we can have that chat later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I'll ask my proper question now, which <laughs> is um, in terms of style of play, what do we expect from Doncaster? Are we, are we expecting a team that, that likes to sit back and counter and, and tries to invite, will try and invite Palace to break them down, or are they a bit more ambitious than that? Well, this season, I don't know how... I mean, it depends how Grant McCann sets them up against a team like Palace. It's it's a pretty unique situation. But yeah. in the league, they have been very forward-thinking. You know, they play on the front foot. They like to keep the ball on the deck. They play nice passing football. They get it wide quickly. Their wing-backs or their full-backs play almost as wing-backs at times, with uh, Danny Andrew on the left particularly dangerous. Um, he likes to get forward, gets, gets crosses into the box. And Marquez is simply excellent at... You know, not just scoring goals, but he brings others into play. He works very, very hard off the ball, um, and and this is why he's so popular. Now he's not one of these guys who who just get the goals. He, he's a real workman up there. So I, I think I don't expect Grant McCann to get and sit back. I think they probably it doesn't suit their style or the players that they've got to do that. But they tend to play, you know, a four-five-one um, with Wilkes wide on the right, um, and and often Herbie Kane sort of supporting Marquez. Um, through the middle um, and then they, they get these guys going on the overlap but mm. Ali Crawford's another good player that they've got who they signed from Hamilton he's a bit of an under-the-radar under the radar player um, very very good on the ball again drifts drifts well into the box late runs that he makes scores a few goals yeah and I think you know that midfield has been extremely solid very impressive this season so I don't see them sitting back I, I think they'll try and play football maybe try and match Palace at times Okay. Whether they'll be able to, to do that, that depends all on how well Palace play on the day, I guess. Definitely. Um, but what, what do you think? Do you think it's be a fact of the fact, obviously, they played Saturday, they're playing tonight, um, and then obviously the, the game's, game's on the Sunday, but Palace have had a had a rest since West Ham. Do you think that's going to come into it as well? Obviously, I think Palace will change a few players, but with an opportunity like this, Doncaster have really got to play their, their, their best eleven again, haven't they? They do. Um, I think in the back of Grant McCann's mind, though, he'll be he'll be looking at tonight's game. That I mean, last time I checked, they were one up on yeah, Southend tonight. Still and, winning one nil. Yeah, and and you look at the team they've put out. You know, they've rested Butler. Um, I assume rested. I don't know. He may he may have an injury which I'm unaware of, but he's not in the starting line. I'm not sure Herbie Kane's in the lineup tonight. But they've got Coppinger starting. Um, they've got Marquez in there and, and Wilkes. And you know, I don't see them. I don't see them taking their foot off the gas in the league at all because at the moment. Obviously, they've got two games in hand over Peterborough, but if they slip up, Peterborough could potentially get back in and, and overtake them. So the league is probably very much their focus, and the cup is a bit of a bonus. But yeah, yeah, I think you know they're a team that are pretty fit. I mean, maybe if Palace for, keep the possession for long periods of the game and force Doncaster to, to chase the, the match a bit, then that, that will certainly play a part in the second half, maybe the latter stages of the second half. Uh, but I don't know. I think, I think Doncaster will be able to cope. They've got a good squad. And, uh, yeah, I'll be very interested to see um, how it goes. It, again, though, I, I say it depends. I mean, you guys, Palace, you know, you've been up and down this season a little bit. So if you can get on the front foot and keep the ball and, and make them chase, you know, in the last round you played Grimsby, you got a goal near the end. Grimsby looked a bit tired by that point. Uh, obviously, they'd been playing with 10 men for yeah. pretty much the entire match. So, you know, I think if, if you can keep that much ball possession against Doncaster, um, which I think will find a little bit harder, you'll, um, you'll probably wear them down a little bit. Hi there. Um, are there any weaknesses that Palace should or could potentially exploit in this um, Doncaster team? The only thing I would say is that 
when Oxford played Doncaster earlier in the season, Doncaster took the lead and, and they looked very good. But at the end, like I said, we, we scored in the I think we scored in the 97th minute, and they were on a run of games recently where they conceded uh, six goals in the in the sort of 88th minute onwards in in sort of five of their last six games. So they they do tend to concede late goals, whether that's um, because they play a fairly open style and they get a bit tired at the end or lack of concentration, I don't know. But if Palace can like I say, keep ball possession and uh, and maybe hit them on the hit them on the break with the pace that they've got with with people like Zaha and Andrus Towson, then yeah, I think I think that's probably the best bet um, if they commit people forward because, like I say, Grant McCann plays a very nice style of football, expansive style of football, but it, it does leave gaps. It, it doesn't, you know, it's it's not particularly like nine men behind the ball and you then have to come and break them down. So they they do leave space. So that's that's probably Palace's most likely source of of goals and and chances okay james thanks for your time mate cheers cheers yeah no problem at all there we are james richards from the d3d4 podcast uh, giving his views on that doncaster side ahead of your trip to doncaster this weekend are you going to make that trip to the keep moat no Um, no we're all plastics (laughs) (laughs) come on no um i planned it but genuinely chose leicester instead um Explain. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I made a really you, bad choice. You're, you're going to Leicester instead. Yeah. I, I, Is this I, a, a business of pleasure or neither? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I chose the Leicester game the following week. I'm not going oh. to not going to Leicester on the right. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. bit of a classic, as on, I mate. said. Yeah. I mean, no. You did kind of say you chose Leicester instead. Yeah, so I my brain isn't really working. I, I, I mean, me. I mean, I decided to pick one game. Okay. Of the two, and I chose that one, and I I do regret it now. Well, it's on TV. It is on TV, um, and also, but I'm, I'm trying to move house at the moment. You know, it's, it's, you know, I've got a lot going on to be honest with you. So, yeah, you know, obviously got Valentine's Day, got a lot of wood to take out <laughs> <laughs> after after tonight. So, it, you know, it, it's one of those things. It, we've we've sold out the allocation as well, so I can't even make a late decision to go up there. But um, I do have some 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 regrets, but I, you know, it's one. It's a proper FA Cup game. Get this. I I went to the keep a few years ago to watch Leicester when they were in the Championship. It's a good few years ago. We sold out our allocation, and I'd made a last-minute decision, so I rang up and got a home ticket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's then, probably sold out as well now. No, it won't be. It yeah, won't Doncaster, be. it will be sold. Yeah, no, it won't no, be. Made. Right, no, I'm no, going to no. check it right now. Yeah, it won't <laughs> be. All right, so like, so I'm sat in the stand. Um, I went as close to the away end as humanly possible, and I was kind of sat there, I was getting really frustrated, thinking, like, "I wish I was, I wish I was in there," because it's really frustrating when you're on the, oh yeah, yeah. just on the side, because you can't chant, you can't sing, can't shout, you can't do anything. And then after about five minutes, I just went up to the steward because I could see like a couple of seats because everyone obviously stood up at the way end. I was like, yeah. "Look, mate, I'll level with you. I'm a Leicester fan." <laughs> I was like, "Can you let me in? You let me in?" Oh, I love, I love it when that happens. But we then lost the game one 0 Yeah, that doesn't really work. Because <laughs> that's the other thing is I've got bad memories of playing Doncaster. Mm. I think the last game that I actually remember vividly, uh, they had John is Oster. Alcohol? Jay- yeah, 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 yeah. But they had John Oster playing for them, and um, he, he was ex Palace at the time, yeah. and uh, had left us by complaining about not getting not, not getting enough football, and he hadn't really deserved any more football, and you know hadn't really done anything at Doncaster, but yeah, all of a sudden rolls up against Palace and he plays it's like classic. Messi and scores the winner, and he yeah. just the I one was... the one bonus though, playing at Keepmoat, is the parking. Have you, have you driven up there before? Because it's one of these new ones, it's like literally in a in a retail park. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can park anywhere. But the one negative is you then can't find your car. Because oh, every can't. little road and street, it looks the absolute same. So there's no restrictions, but you'll never find your car again. I like it. I, that happened to me uh, East Grinstead away mm. in the pre-season once. In that I was in such a hurry to get there. I parked my car 
and I and I basically you know not sprinted because I can't, but yeah. <laughs> I hurried quickly to the you ground for half an hour. Got yeah. a headache. Yeah, yeah, got a headache. Yeah, <laughs> you realised because yeah. you don't run very often because you're a clever man. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I realised it was my fault and not mm. I wasn't wasn't to blame. Not the running his fault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, but watched watched the game. Walked out of the ground at the end. Say goodbye to the, to some of the people I went uh, met there. Yep. And just walked out to the main road, and I just suddenly went. I have no idea. Just not. I don't even know the direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know where to start going yeah. to going to find my car. It was a really troubling experience. So I think it took about an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> I, I just had to try and look and see if I encountered any landmarks I was familiar with, and eventually I thought, oh, oh yeah. I, I think I remember driving past that, he, and then eventually I found it. He is awful. <laughs> he honestly he's lucky that he's going with Mike to Leicester otherwise he would be in Leicester for the next two days finding his car or something oh, it's a lovely place to get lost let me yeah, tell you that yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wonderful what, last place. time I went Leicester <laughs> do you, if you're going to be horrible about Leicester then I'd rather you didn't say anything it's at all. Not, no, think, no 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 I don't want to risk it we right. need to take a break right. we'll come back uh, we'll just continue to chat for another 10 minutes I think yeah. <laughs> from Ali to Zaha we've got it covered Love Sport Radio He's scratched. <laughs> 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 um, again, just having a little chin wag. Yeah. During the break, you were going to say something, Dr. About your trip to Leicester. I thought you were going to be mean about Leicester, so I stopped you. But it turns out it was actually a story which um, isn't necessarily directly Leicester's fault. Yeah. But you found yourself in a situation. For a man who doesn't do much, I don't really do much. I just have so yeah. many stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's uh, what you hear, mate. We enjoy them. Yeah. Last time I share. went. Yeah. Last time I went Leicester away, um, it was disastrous. I just had problems with my digestive system. <laughs> I'm basically. Hamburg. This is the story that everybody wants to hear, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and Hambo decided not to stop the car. <laughs> And we, we were running late. Yeah, we were running late. Um, did did he did he make it clear he had problems with his digestive system? No, no, sat there quiet. He was he was quite talkative when he when was, we started the journey. As the journey went on, less talkative. Mm. Yeah, and I was also sweating. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, that. yeah. No, so why quite, did why didn't yeah. you say anything? Because we were running late. It's like, oh, I didn't come all the way to Leicester just to go to Leicester because as much as you know, I love respect. Yeah, we, we, DR, you're not gonna be allowed in the ground if you. Yeah, uh, and also, yeah, but, uh, and also, in my car, do you think I'd rather stop and be late, or have you foul yourself in my front seat? <laughs> what, what would you think I would prefer? Well, I know the answer to this one. <laughs> well, I didn't. Well, I didn't foul myself. No, you didn't quite. No, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so luckily, we got near to the ground and stopped by a pub. And, well, not just, but you, yeah, you can tell the rest of the story. Yeah, it was incredibly fortunate because I had in the sat nav where we were going to park, which which would have been another fifteen minutes up the road to the stadium, and then about ten minutes past the stadium where we were going to park. And just something made me take a risk and to turn down a road as we were approaching the stadium and just to see if there was a parking space there. I kind of thought, I don't know why, I just thought it might be a good idea. The only available parking space, bang outside of a pub. And a look of relief on his face as we kind of parked because he just saw it. Build, build an image for me. He's, he's You've parked up and then to talk about what you've witnessed as he's left the car and gone yeah. to the door. 
Let's just also say this. I spent 20 minutes in a pub and it's not for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly building wonderful images here for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful story. I, well, I, I'm choosing I'm enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, was it a, a waddle, a run, a walk? Yeah, there was, a, there was an uncomfortable waddle yeah. going yes. on as well. But the thing is, it was also, but there was also joy in it. Yeah. Because he'd, he'd realised that he'd lucked like, out. It was like a, a, was like a proud father moment. Yeah, yeah. Say, oh, the thing is, he man, he's got there. I think it's probably <laughs> the first time he ever went into a pub, I suspect. Yeah, it there actually you, genuinely <laughs> was. There you go. That's the story to tell the grandkids. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I went to a pub, I nearly... What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. to stop you from something yourself. Yeah. And they all lived happily ever after. What a beautiful, lovely story. Yeah, we story. actually yeah. beat you guys 3-0. Yeah, yeah, do you remember And it was that? our first was, away win yeah, first of the season. Ben Tegger scored a goal what? as well. Look, dear, I've just allowed you to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> and you then go and do that. We can't forget that part. Let's for football now. Foul well. play. Yay. 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 Oh, good work. Yay. Good work. That's Thank why you. you're there. You're right. Take you're it right. All, I take it all back, everything I've said about you. <laughs> When did you say it? I didn't. I didn't. Was, I didn't. It, was it behind my back? It was. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Doncaster. I, yeah. Are you looking forward to this game? Very much. Proper FA Cup stuff, isn't it? It's you know they're they're excited. It's the furthest they've been in the cup for a while. We're excited because we're we're nearly at a point where we can get into the final and lose um, <laughs> and ruin our moods for about the next eighteen months. So. Um, uh, to be honest, we want to cast the ghost of Pardew aside. Pardew dancing on the sidelines will haunt us forever. Can you imagine Roy starts to dance on the sidelines? If Roy, uh, <laughs> what would you do? You'd run I onto the pitch. I, I, I think he rugby would, tackle Roy. He would ghost ballroom dance. Yeah, exactly. Like he's got a partner. There'd be a bit arm out. There'd be a bit of class to it, wouldn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, look, it's, it's an opportunity for some some of the fringe players. I'm convinced Max Mayer will start. Yeah. Um, I think you know striker wise, it'd be interesting to see what he goes with. Um, but I, I think, I think he sort of hinted after we beat, <laughs> we beat Grimsby then Tottenham. After we beat Tottenham, oh yeah, uh, he kind of hint, he kind of hinted that yeah, it was good. So I enjoyed it. I was in, I was in with the home Homestead fanatics. So I've struggled, struggled to remember some of it. Um, <laughs> but but it was you know it was a really he, he kind of changed from pre before that match. He was saying I don't you know the FA Cup's not really important. Yeah, you know we're we're focused on the league. Blah 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 blah. But as soon as that match was over, he's like kind of went. Oh well, it's a cup run now, and I think if you look at, in all seriousness, Roy, he was he was interviewed the other day talking about you know his age and the fact he's very very close to being the oldest ever Premier League manager. I think mm. second oldest now. He's just gone past Bobby uh, Bob Ferguson. Is that true? Is it? And then so I think who, it's Bobby Robson to overtake. Bobby's, Bobby's top. So he's very very close to that. We'll we'll beat that by the end of the season. Um, and he was saying that you know he doesn't have any in- intentions of retiring anytime soon. You know, he's not going to put a, a time limit on it. But I think it would be great for him to, you know, he's returned to self, his South London roots. Yeah. Put a trophy on that. that you know, that's that's got to be the dream. It's certainly the dream for the fans. Do you think he will retire if we do end up winning the FA Cup? Because I, I, I genuinely think it will be, like, a good time for him to mm. retire personally. F- football and managers also... don't do it like that because yeah. they, they're addicted to it. But he's, I feel he's, seven, he's, like, I know, he's but I feel like they quit old. when they either can't get a job or the last one they've had is gone so badly I yeah. think I don't managers very very rarely struggle to bow out at the top exactly they they, they do cling on it's a, it'd be a nice way to win but they very rarely do mm. but I think uh, I think it's a, talking about um, the game about on Doncaster I think it is a I think it's a massive opportunity for us um, I think only two uh, yeah only two teams will be left in the top six after this round because Chelsea and United are facing each other yeah. So if if we end up losing against Doncaster, I know it's not going to be easy, but 
it would be very frustrating. Well, it, it felt like a massive waste when we lost to Middlesbrough in the League Cup, didn't it? So, yeah, because we played the second yeah. team. And and we don't want to see that happen again. But um, yeah, no, I just, I, you know, I think for for Roy, I think he's got he'll it, do he'll do the end of his contract, and I think we'll have some yeah. kind of succession agreed uh, from that. Great news for AFC Wimbledon fans. Uh, you're playing at Walsall this evening. Um, you've just taken the lead. It's now one nil. With around what, half an hour or so left to play. QPR as well, still leading, by the way. They're at Bristol City. QPR show coming up next in around five or so minutes' time. Um, Before we leave, I saw a tweet on Twitter. Like you said, tend That's to where see, they are, yeah. You tend yeah. to see them on there. There's sometimes, loads on there. Sometimes people link the Instagram, dear. I wasn't the silly thing to say. But that's not a tweet. I know, but you can tweet a link to your Instagram. Anyway, All right. <laughs> I saw a picture of Jordan Much. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Yeah, you exactly. Who is he? Um, he's got a new club. I know that for yeah. sure. What's 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 going on? Are you he? sad? Are you gutted? No, oh. I am so so happy. I mean, it's weird. QPI who are up next feel yeah. the exact same about him as well. Yeah, and they well they <laughs> should feel that, a lot. They it? should feel a lot more happy because they got a lot of money from us well, for for yeah, him. Yeah. You know, we we were idiots there. We really were. Uh, one of our worst ever signings, but he. He has got almost gone as far away as I would like. I mean, if if there was a football club <laughs> playing on the moon, <laughs> I'd probably be a bit happier. But he's gone to play in South Korea for was it Gaeong Nang or something like that? Nailed it. Yeah, um, he's a lucky lots, man. Lots of, lots of jokes around of Gaeong Nang style. I and can't think a, of one. There's a picture of him, you know, looking really happy with a with a clenched fist. Like apparently, no, I'm not going to say that because it might not be true. Someone suggested that their nickname was something associated with the fist. And I've just realised that might be a lie. So I'm going to shut up there. But I'm glad he's gone. Good riddance. Yes. DR, so, would you like to wish your best to, to Jordan as well in his future endeavours as a footballer? No, because he's a very lucky man. I know he's going to get a pay rise. Uh, so, no. Oh, cheers. Yeah. What way to end that? No, it's, it's, it's Jordan really... much. It's Jordan much. All right, mate. It's over. Goodbye. See you next week. downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.